0: what you want when you want it
1: where you want it this is the mesh i'm with the band music and interviews you're going to like
0: Welcome back with, to "I'm with the Band" here on the Mesh Podcast Network. "I'm with the Band" has been on a brief hiatus, and uh, we're we're thrilled to to get back the, this podcast back up and running. Uh. Full steam today with uh, our guest, Tony Altura. Uh, Tony was born in Pennsylvania, raised in Richmond, and has made his home here in Hickory. Uh, he's, he has quite a story, which we're going to get into later. But uh, fast forward to today, Tony's the executive director of the Hickory Music Factory. Um, he's molding minds of, of the youth of Hickory, North Carolina, to be... Um, musicians and quite quite the music listeners as well um so he's he's here today on i'm with the band supporting his new album virginia
2: thanks tony hey thanks for having me yeah for sure man molding minds i feel like a mad scientist or something you know yeah i just had this image you know but no hopefully it's molding for the positive right yeah be
0: careful with those mushy minds Uh, well get them how you i want them if you're not careful
2: oh yeah right on so
0: uh tell us a little bit since we're uh rolling right into the hickory music factory uh, the, for folks that aren't really
2: familiar won't you uh give our listeners a little insight of what the music, hickory music factory is sure uh so i guess about eight years ago um probably prior to that but uh me and a local drum teacher rick klein which um people know here in the area um we were just two teachers at two different music stores and um in efforts to kind of get our students to play together. He was a drum teacher. I was a guitar teacher to get them to connect together. um, We started doing student concerts and things like that. Um, And then we, we kind of realized there was a need not being met in our community. So we had the idea to start this um, music school, you know, and we really didn't know. We had no idea it would take off like this, but it's truly amazing. Um, But uh, we just started uh, putting the, the work behind it and, um, had some meetings with the city, and um, the city's been so awesome, um, letting us use one of their facilities. And so we're we're kind of through the parks and recreation, um, but now we're at the old um, JC Park building, and which used to be the uh, the Miracle of Hickory back in the '40s was like the, the polio hospital is how it made, right. made famous, sure. You know, and I had some some concerns, you know, when I when I learned, I was like, am I going to catch polio <laughs> teaching in here? No. Um, but it's such an amazing, um, uh, place. And, um uh, we've been in this building seven years now and, um, uh, actually five years. Um, the organization is officially started in 2012 and, um, but it's just amazing, uh, organization that it's kind of grown into. And, uh, we have over 15 teachers now. We, we teach, uh, uh, roughly 150 kids a week, uh, through our programs and our lessons. And, um, you know we do a lot of outreach programs in the community, and um so it's just it's just really we never thought it would get this far, you know, but we're really tickled that word right. is. right and so. getting good uh community support too oh that and, well, that's the thing yeah. is' like i mean you could love it, you could think it's the best idea in the world, but if the community doesn't want to get behind it, and that's been the the real pleasure behind it is like so many pe- there's so many generous people in our community, you know, and that just um they're just behind the idea you know and uh w- last year we, we did a big renovation on the building and raised about sixty thousand dollars crazy and um and i was just amazed that people you know that's a lot of money i mean for me it is I yeah mean, for uh, anybody right but now. i mean so but we were just very humbled with the the whole process and we're just uh trying to keep keep it uh um keep it grown so right how many kids do you have right now uh, so about average between our private lessons and our after school programs, we do about 150 kids that come through, through a week. Wow! Um, and then annually through our all our programs that we do at our facility and then in the community, we do we probably reach about 20,000 people in our community, which is it's pretty impressive for a small little organization, you know. So, yeah, for sure. Um, so um, once again, man, it's just great. But I mean, people can go online and check us out at HickoryMusicFactory.com. There it's, you go. And just check out where we're at, what we're doing. Way to donate on that on that. Oh,
0: there's uh, a donate button on right, right there on the page. front page. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. That's cool. So, uh, moving into the to the uh, to the album, uh, I know by, from your bio, you you were uh, raised in uh, Richmond, you know, and yeah. uh, a lot of Virginia ties to this. <laughs> um, just a personal favor, in the the CD itself. Has a uh, a cardinal on it, and it's that. I mean, I'm kind of a dork, but yeah. cardinals are my favorite birds, and I yeah. love that. That's uh, that's that's fantastic. It's the state bird of North Carolina. Is it also the state bird yes. of Virginia? Yes. Is it? We're, yeah. just, we're just gonna share that. Yeah. Okay. It's,
2: yeah. There's a there's a. I'm a I'm a I guess a deep thinker, you know. So of sure. course there, everything to me has to have some sort of a purpose or meaning, you know. And uh, so yeah, there is there is a lot of ties to the, the cardinal. Um, it, it's state bird of Virginia and North Carolina, but also I found that found this out uh, over the summer. I was sitting in my on my por on my back deck, and I was noticing all these red birds around it more than I've noticed ever in years. You know, and I was telling my fiance about it, and I was like, "It's so strange, uh, all these red birds." And she was like, "Well, isn't it an old wives' tale that it means that there's spirits around? There's, you know." So, kind of googled it and found out that apparently, so that the old wives' tale. Wives' tale, wives' tale. I don't know how you what you say, but wives' tale, wives' tale, wives' tale. Yeah, you know. is that they are? Um, yes, there is a a spirit around, you know. And and I always think of when I think of um, spirits. I was thinking my brother. My brother passed away uh, about twenty years ago, and so I always related to him. So it was kind of like this good, good. Juju, good vibe, kind of. I was feeling from it, and I was like, "Well, that just makes perfect, perfect sense to have kind of like a a logo, you know." So, um, I went right. with the cardinal. So, the, listening to it, uh, you, you know, there's a lot of references
0: uh, to the state, to uh, your, your your travels, you know, to there, to you know, there's there's all that. Uh, what was what was your inspiration behind that? Was it your brother, or is it? <laughs> A Pre- former woman in your life, if you will. Oh, God. Well, it's just yeah.
2: kind of like, um, for this album, it was just kind of, I wanted to, it's one of those albums I wanted to, I wanted each song to kind of, I wanted the album to tell a story sure. through this little moment in time in my life. Mm-hmm. a moment in time in my life, meaning like the past 20 years, you know. Sure. Um, so it just kind of gave me a focus. But um, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that happened in 20 years, you know. Right. And um, yeah, I did live in Virginia and, uh, moved away from Virginia, uh, mm-hmm. cause I needed to get away from Virginia. You sure. Know? Absolutely. So, um, and, uh, so I moved down to North Carolina and, um, I, you know, I had some, uh, some, some personal issues going through some substance abuse issues when I was younger. And, uh, you've been sober for how long now? 20, over 20 years. Over 20 years. Yeah. yeah. So I moved down here to, um, check myself into a recovery house and, um, and I, I said, you know what, I fought it tooth and nail, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go do my four months, you know, and I'm going to come back home. And that's been 20, 20 years later. I'm still here. So That's right. Um, so it's, it's been – and it, that place is um, – it's a wonderful place. It's called the Caldwell House. It's up in Lenore, and it's a great recovery house. And um, I still help them out and support them. And um, so there's a lot of, you know, dealing with uh, – personal issues like my brother passing away and me getting sober and uh you know relationship issues and you know there's all that's kind of packed into there and um so you know it's i I, i've enjoyed doing it because it's such a you know me for a while um i come from more of this when i was i say you know 20 years ago i was more into jam bandy progressive music you know and I've been slowly starting to dabble more into just writing a good song. You know, right. it doesn't have to be so complex, you know, just write a good song. Right, yeah.
0: Know? And Virginia is a real good song, and um, we're going to listen to it. Cool, so Thanks. Here it is. Yeah.
1: done and pavement guides my way I'm going to see Virginia and love that I remember and give thanks to the land I stay but I'm surrounded by these Cadillacs and diesels on the highway Lord get out of my way the sign on the road says the future is now well Virginia I'm on my way She works in the city, she lives in the country, and her parents are divorced. Down in the bottom, streets of cobblestone and squatters, yeah, where that action stirs. She took my heart and showed me what true love was, yeah, the fever burns things were different ever since that day well Virginia I'm on my way oh Virginia I'm on my way I get lost on the streets some days Oh, but that's okay The sign on the road says the future is now Well, Virginia, I'm on my way Oh, Virginia, I'm on my way Virginia, I'm on my way Virginia, I'm on my way Oh, Virginia
0: Back. Uh, that's Tony Altour's Virginia. So, uh, Tony, we were talking uh, before the music break you know, uh, about your. Your journey and in, in the last twenty years, and and how this album tells that story. Can you uh, kind of elaborate more into that? How 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 this album came about? And I know you we said off mic that you know some of these songs are, are all, almost twenty years old. Oh yeah. And then you went, went back in the studio and you re- reworked them and mm-hmm. and all that. Um, I I was listening to this on on a car ride yesterday, and the musicians that you have on the album, I'm getting like I get tingly. Like really super good not you of course but well, you're supporting cast yeah. and I'm, I'm just gonna uh, uh, throw them out there um, uh, Elon uh, I, I never I, I've known that dude forever how do you pronounce his name I think I get it wrong every time Jordan
2: Dunlap yeah Elon Jordan,
0: Jordan, yeah. Elon Jordan Elon, Dunlap right yeah um mm-hmm he he's a bass guitar player uh really good also he plays with Jonathan Scales' orchestra. Yeah. Uh Marcus Harmon on sax, uh Kurt Strancer on drums, Lynn Bailey va- uh, on violin yeah. and uh Alan Mirren's on uh on some vocal tracks there too.
2: Yeah. Um that's uh, uh, that's an all-star lineup you got there buddy. Oh yeah, it was it, I've been fortunate to be around in music business for enough years and i haven't burned bridges <laughs> so i come you know i, I tell you like fired enough guys. I, I tell well i tell like when i'm teaching students i i tell them all the time like if even if you are great don't let your ego get so big that you squash relationships so that you you know cuz those relationships will get you farther than your talent probably will most Absolutely. of the time you know and that's just one thing i've learned over the that's years not what you know it's who you know right? oh yeah and um so I've been very fortunate to know a lot of these players. Some of them teach at Hickory Music Factory, like Liam and Elon. Um, Kurt was actually a former student of Rick Kleins, and he just turned 22, which is kind of kind of cool because you know I'm 42. He could probably be my, right. my he can be my son. I hey, guess. You were writing all those songs as he was growing up. Oh yeah, I was. Yeah. Um, so um, so it's kind of cool to share. Shared a stage and shared a studio with Kurt. Yeah, um, he's but in the, I, the, moon, the
0: Moon Unit. and yeah. they're a progressive rock and roll band yeah. out of Hickory, Chapel Hill area. Yeah, oh yeah. They're they're touring. They're doing it hard. Uh, yeah. They they uh, play at Thanksgiving with us, and I, I was
2: blown yeah. away by those guys. It's it's cool to see. Um, once again, they kind of remind me when I was younger what yeah. I was doing, and um, but he just has a great feel, and I thought he'd be a good drummer for this album. And then Marcus, I've been working with him for a few years uh, down in Charlotte, and uh, we just connect well live, you know, and on stage. And our ideas are very similar. So, and then I recorded at Blue Moon Sound Lab here in Hickory with um, Luke Valcourt and Alan Burns. Is uh, their their partners in it? And um, both great musicians in their own right. Oh my God, Alan! Yeah, Luke. Luke is a whiz at um, just studio editing. I mean, it's just so nice to work with somebody that just. It's almost like Cerebral, like he knows how to fix my mistakes before I even tell him to fix my mistakes, you right. know? Um, and then Alan's such a great musician, but he also has great ideas in the studio and um great composer. So yeah, it's been a, this was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a lot uh, low stress, this album. You know, we really tried to... My idea of going into it was just kind of have this feel of just um, how I used to listen to music and how everything was kind of cut live in the studio together you know and with bleed over through other instruments and um you know even your mistakes are on there you know some of some of my favorite parts of songs are mistakes you right. know um, they say if you do if if you play a mistake twice it's it's genius right? oh yeah well
0: <laughs> or something like well, that there's there's a few mistakes on there I, I didn't i didn't catch any of them man they i thought it was but you know put together Unbelievable. I thought the, 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 the break, the musical breaks in between verses and the segues in between bridges and, and verses were just, they were were great, man. Cool. That's really cool. Um, the horn violin, it was, it was weird, you know, I, I, I think you probably do this too I I, I try to do it at shows that I play you know you try to give something for everybody Mm -hmm. in there and you know you you catch in your album you catch Americana you catch a bluegrass you catch a lot of funk Mm -hmm. you know and all all the way down you even get like there's some vocal effects that you use Mm -hmm. on a few of those songs that are you know, get hit that spacey vibe that you were talking about yeah, earlier. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, you can definitely, uh, I,
2: I can hear all your influences in that, man, I think. Yeah, I think uh, compared to my first album, this one's, the first album I did was more of like, I needed to get, you know, for my whole life, I've been the guitar player for a band. I've never been front person for a band, you know? So I felt like there was some stuff over the years I needed to just kind of get off my chest, you know? Mm-hmm. And then this one was definitely more of, a cohesive, um, fine-tuned idea, and um, and uh, but you know you're talking about the uh, Liam's violin versus Marcus's sax. That was kind of a happy accident, like because Liam helped me co-write some of these tunes, mm-hmm. and um, and he has an album coming out. and He's an amazing songwriter. Right. Um, but uh, listening to the horn, the horn and the fiddle play off each other, like in Virginia was just a cool sound. and I was like, yeah. so we did it again in and, and A Woman Like You. Or um, uh, You Gotta Go Away. And uh, it was just a really cool vibe. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with it. Nice. So. Nice. Hey, this is Alan from the Foot Candle Films Podcast. Interested in promoting your business or event to an online audience? Consider advertising on the Mesh Podcast Network. Head over to the themesh.tv for details.
0: So this album, when when you were... Uh, when you were putting it together i know you mentioned you were you were trying to tell a story is this
2: chronological no not necessarily i toyed with the idea of kind of doing it that way but um yeah that's a great idea if, uh, <laughs> if there's musicians out there that's a really, yeah i uh, mean i yeah. um so part of it was just yeah you wanted to kind of be i wanted to set the scene with with virginia because that's really encompasses the whole album it's just kind of virginia is just about the journey you know um and me just kinda of looking back from where I am now, where I was, and just this kind of this spirit of it all. And um and then from there it just kinda of tells the story of just what, what I've been doing for twenty years, you know. And um but to put it in chronological order it, it has to for me it has to listen well, you know. And I could have put it in chronolo- chronological order, but it just wouldn't have listened well on the album, you know, like I like for songs to kinda of flow, you know, ebbs and flows you know yeah, and some, segue one into one yeah. another yeah so i kind of i toyed with the idea but that's still an idea that i have out there that i might do for something else you know but, right but no it's just uh, yeah it, it's it's not chronological so. right um, so we're gonna hear tony play another one it's called
0: searching for a miracle
1: well i'm searching for a miracle I got to keep the faith. Well, I've been searching for a long time, honey, but I've never been saved. And my mind keeps pulling me backwards to the days that are long gone past. And I'm searching for a miracle. Yeah, now every day I'm walking down Main Street Watching cops on their beat Thinking to myself be pushing time and i'm searching for a miracle yeah i've got to keep the faith i've been searching for a long time honey but i've never been saved Struggle for a reason, yeah. To heaven, to hope. My friends are saying, Give it one more try, yeah. I'll help you fill that hole. And I'm searching for a miracle, yeah. I've got to keep the faith. Well, I've been searching. For a long time, honey But I've never, never, never been saved And I'm searching for a miracle Yeah, I've got to keep the faith I've been searching for a long time, honey But I've never been saved
0: We're back here on I'm with the band with Tony Altura that was searching for a miracle and uh Tony you know look, going through your website on on looking at your bio, it seems like you've had a just a, a crazy adventure in the last you know twenty odd years or so mm-hmm. um I know that you it said that you know I think there was some back alley references oh yeah <laughs> in your bio and um you know moving hours you know eight 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 hours away or how far richmond is away from you to to come to a, the caldwell house like there must have been some crazy stuff going on
2: yeah i mean you know um i think growing up as a as a kid you never you you know you always say oh, i'll never do that you know and then the next thing you know well i'll never do that you know and that, before you know it um you know i i'll just set the premise i mean I grew up in a, a a great, loving, supportive family, you know, um, and uh, um, I could probably count on my my hand the, the times I've seen my father drink. You know, my mom never drinks. You right. know, and um, same, same so um, so to have three um, um, sons kind of battle with addiction, you know, um, was kind of abnormal for for most families, you know, but. You know, I I watched my older brothers go through it and I said I would never be like that, you know, but next thing you know I kinda of followed right in their footsteps and um you know, from from smoking pot to taking L S D then next thing you know it's like, you know, I'm hooked on heroin. You right. know, and um and uh things went downhill um, you know, fairly quickly, you know, and when I, I guess I started doing heroin when I was probably um 18, you know, and, uh, within, you know, those, I got sober when I was 22. So within those, uh, four years, I mean, multiple trips to treatment, you know, um, you know, dropping out of school, not having a place to stay, you know? Um, so yeah, so it's, um, it's, it, it, it wraps you, man. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and, it, you know, a lot of my, my friends, I grew up with, um, uh, in school, I mean, I would get calls, and they were, they were dropping like flies. I mean, I have yeah. a lot of friends that aren't with us anymore and are in jail. And um, so it's just a miracle that I'm here today, you know, um, and healthy. And um, And I just look at it as I just, I've had a second chance to kind of, you know, to do something with my life. So um, that's why, you know, playing music, working at Hickory Music Factory, those things are really, you know, close to my heart so right um so
0: you know know, having an addiction like that um you know it's from what from what i understand and what i've been through personally as well you know it's um you look for other things to throw yourself into Mm -hmm. and i think hickory's really lucky that you decide
2: to throw yourself into the hickory music factory (laughs) i'm an addict addict at everything i do I, i realize that through also through this this journey you know um for good and bad, you know, and there's, um, yeah, so I could be addicted to anything, you know, and, um, but, but yeah, so I just throw my, my addiction more into my, my work nowadays. And, and even, even that could be a challenge, you know, I need, I need time to, to take care of myself too, you know, and, um, but you know, for many years I didn't talk about it because it was just, you know, you, you don't want people, it was a taboo about, you know, addiction, but, I feel like people in society nowadays is just more open to the, to hearing it that uh, drug addicts and alcoholics aren't bad people; they're sick people. You know, they have a an illness. You know, but there doesn't mean they're bad people. You know, right? So um, what I think you know, a, a lot of folks
0: on, on the other side that say you know, oh, addiction well, addiction's a choice, and this, that, and that other thing yeah it it is a choice maybe at the onset but you you weren't playing on your brain chemistry to absolutely flip upside down and oh, it sure. take over your life and that's what happens with that stuff. yeah
2: yeah it's um yeah i remember uh somebody telling me a long time ago um you just don't have willpower you know <laughs> and i was like and then i this other guy chimed up in the conversation he's like well why don't you eat you of x lax and see how much willpower you got you know yeah. it's like sometimes your body just doesn't have uh your body goes through changes chemically that it just yes you lose it the, the the power of choice you know and um it's not a um a willpower issue it's uh a, a, to me it's more of a spiritual issue you know it's more of a you know doing drugs and alcohol wasn't my problem that was my solution to my other problems sure you know I didn't know how to deal with life on life's terms and so that's how i dealt with you know feelings of insecurity or fears or um, self-centeredness you know or being resentful i dealt with that through by by using drugs and drinking you know right. so you take that away and then it's like oh shit everything's real now i have yeah. to really like deal with how do i deal with fears you know how do i and um so 20 years later i feel like i've gotten a better handle on it you know but but that's the reality of it. Some people think that you just quit, you know, shooting up heroin and drinking and things just like that, things get better, just you know, like that. no, no, no. It's just like it's a lifelong process. Yeah. Right. So, but, um,
0: during that, during that, during that time, were you writing music? Were you playing music?
2: Uh, oh yeah. 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 Well, actually it's funny because, uh, when I came down here to the Caldwell house, I had a a friend of mine's guitar that I kind of stole from him. I mean, I say I, bar- I borrowed <laughs> Long term it. Borrowed. I borrowed it. I got I, later, I got, a, I got a I, guitar I later, my house that's like that too. But I didn't have much of anything. Right. You know, I mean, my, my parents said, you know, they gave me, you know, a couple hundred bucks to check myself in and they're like, that's it. You know, I had a car and I had a guitar and a couple hundred bucks to check myself in the Nakawa house and, I just really thought that I was never going to play music again because I just always associated playing music. Like, you have to be hammered to play music. Right. That's how you really get really inspired, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. And then so, but if you've been here long enough, there used to be a coffee house. It was Drips. Yep. And so after, um, like on the weekends, they would have like this open mic night, and I started just kind of going down there and just playing because it was like a safe place it was you know just coffee house they didn't serve alcohol or anything and um i found that i still enjoyed it you know so um so yeah i kind of i really didn't think i was gonna play music uh, ever again but it just kind of worked out that way and there are most of my musician friends you know there are more sober musician friends that I have today than, Surely. you know, but it was just that perception that I had as a kid, you know? So, yeah. um, so, but yeah, a lot of those songs, I mean, I, I've, I've been playing music since I was 11, you know? And, uh, so a lot of my early, early songs It was just, I was always writing, you know, I was never that, I think I picked up the guitar cause I wanted to be like, like most kids, like Eddie Van Halen, you know, and Randy Rhodes and Jimmy Page and what my brothers were listening to. And, um, I just, uh, but I th- I lost interest real quick in that. Like, I could spend three months trying to learn an Eddie Van Halen solo, or I could just write songs, you know. And I've always just been enjoying the process of writing music. Whether people liked it or not, it was something that I always enjoyed. So, I still enjoy it today, you know. How many do you have left in your back pocket?
0: Are oh, you ready, I, Are you ready to
2: go again? I, oh, yeah, I'm ready to go in the studio and do another album. I mean, it's, uh, it's funny because, like, uh, yeah, you spe- you put all your heart and soul into one album, but... You know, I've been listening to this album for intently, intensely, probably for about eight months. So sick of it. <laughs> so I'm not gonna say it, I'm not gonna say I'm sick of it because they're they're good songs. Right, but sir, just, they are good songs. I'm just they ready. Really are. I'm just ready for the the next thing. You know. So yeah. So I have a new couple ideas for the next album. But cool, man. I think that's what you do as artists is you just kind of always, you know, you're always creating. You know whether it does something or not, is besides the point, you know, you just, you gotta, I have to create, you know, to kind of fill that, that void and that itch. Right on.
0: Yeah. It gives me, it kind of gives me a little inspiration too, man, because you, you know, when you were talking about how a lot of these songs are quite older and, you know, I think it should give a lot of musicians pause that like maybe some of the things that you have done in the past that you're like, "Ah, I'm going to throw this in the closet or I might play this out, but, I don't know if it's ready to be, mm-hmm. you know, put on an album. It's not, not, not polished. Well, you took those songs that that you had those reservations yeah. about, and you made this
2: banger of an album yeah. here. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, I just, uh, I, I tell my students all the time. I have old notebooks when I was in my teens of just ideas, just maybe a a, a a lyric, or just a chord progression, and I still go back to those things, you know, and I still go back to all those. Whether it's a song or not, it might not be that day, but 20 years later, it might be what you're looking for and what you need. Because you know? <laughs> yeah. um, there was a song that was supposed to be on this album that I took it off and added another song to it that, that was from 20 years ago. And it's one of my favorite tracks on the album. So. Right. Uh, so anyway... Who knows? Well, cool. Uh,
0: Tony, thanks for being here with yeah, us. Yeah, man. man. Thank you. Yeah, pleasure. We, we appreciate you coming here on The Mesh. And uh, I'm with the band to to share your music and uh, share your story with us. And um, you can check out uh, uh, Tony's album. When is it coming out? March 23rd or something March like that? March 23rd. And you know, and yeah, it'll, this podcast will be out before. So yep. you ha- you have a
2: release party. Release party at uh, um, Catawba Brewing. In Morganton, great place. Yep, uh, eight o'clock on March twenty third. Free show, all ages. Come on out. Um, we have a lot of special guests. Mm-hmm. Full there. band, full band plus guests, plus the, pl- Tony Altour mm-hmm. and friends and yeah. friends and all the friends. Yes, yeah. But yeah, and and if you can't make it out, you can always buy it um, through my website or on iTunes or you know CD Baby. Just TonyAltour Awesome. Well,
0: um, my name is Andrew Moose, and you've been listening to I'm With The Band podcast here on The Mesh. Thank you. We will uh see you real soon. Thanks.
1: Baby, did you miss me? Well, I've been out on the high seas. And I took you to the tall trees to see what the birds eat. Yeah, it's magic. I've been transatlantic. And it kind of romantic, the way I make it.